Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes each day, but it keeps us in God's Word and thereby helps us to grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps keep us with a better mindset to be able to deal with the rigors and the challenges of life every day. We encourage you always to share these studies with everybody you can every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Help somebody grow in their faith. Help somebody come closer to God. Help somebody potentially get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment today and start sharing every day. We want to get back into our line of thought and study talking about political correctness and asking the question, should the church be politically correct or biblically correct? You see, there's the standard. If political correctness goes against or contradicts, or, or contradicts political, uh, biblical correctness, which way should the church go? To which line of thought and teaching should the church move and stand in? The answer is obvious, isn't it? Biblical correctness, because that's God's word, and that we need to be dedicated and committed to God above all else. Political correctness? Oh, maybe that is simply the new name for the mindset of mankind. You see, there have always been people who tried to be movers and shakers and sway people's beliefs and attentions and as this political correctness in our country is we're dealing with right now is trying to be intimidating and forcing their views upon the populace of our nation. And again, I emphasize, I believe it's a small minority who are really pushing this, but they are very loud. They are very persistent. They are very intimidating. And a whole lot of people have simply gotten quiet not necessarily agreed with all of their saying, with all of what they're saying, but they've gotten quiet because they don't want to get into trouble. They don't want to be challenged. They don't want to, they don't want to be ridiculed publicly and called all kinds of terrible names and everything, so they simply kind of acquiesce. They may not always go along with what is being promoted, but they simply they just get quiet and maybe they go along in order to get along. We have to stand for the truth. And if that means we stand alone, then we still need to stand for the truth. And we cannot be pushed into error, especially when it contradicts God's word and contradicts our belief in God and our dedication to God. We cannot go along with error when those are the contradictions and be okay. That's not okay. Should the church be politically correct or should the church be biblically correct? Again, some of those shakers and movers supposedly are trying to force laws upon the church to conform to what they want the church to believe and stand for, not what the Bible says. The church needs to be biblically correct. And Christians need to be biblically correct, not politically correct. Now, where the two coincide, fine, great. But where they do not, we must stand on God's word. 
And when we're standing on God's word, we're standing with God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The church cannot fulfill its commission if it pursues political correctness when that political correctness in one way or another contradicts what we're supposed to be teaching as our mission of forgiveness and redemption and salvation through Jesus Christ, and that the Bible is God's very word and we need to live by it. Once again, where does faith come from? The word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. God has given us his word to guide us to salvation, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15, to correct us when we're in error, but also to encourage us when we're walking in the truth of God's word, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, and to equip us to be able to live the life that God wants us to live standing upon and upholding and teaching his word as the way to eternal life with him in heaven. 2 Timothy 3, 17. The church is to change its culture, not to be changed by its culture. If we want to be true to God, we must conform to his truth above all, not to political correctness when it contradicts God's truth, which is his word. The Bible's teaching does not change with the, with the context into which it is placed. It is not a chameleon whose color changes from brown to green and then to some other color, shade. When it moves from a, tree, from a tree's trunk to a tree's leaves or to the grass in the, on the ground or in some other cases when it's up against a different color scheme, maybe the siding upon a, the wall of a structure. No, that's not what the Bible is like. The, Jesus is the same today, or yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13 and verse 8. God's word is forever settled in heaven. Psalm 119 and verse 89. We are to preach the Spirit's word in season and out of season, when it's popular and when it's not popular. And right now, within the circle of the heart and line or the hardline political correct folks, the Bible's not popular in a whole lot of what it teaches. But we are to teach God's word when it's popular, when it's unpopular, when it's readily accepted, when it's being rejected, when it's believed, when it's not believed. As Paul put it in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2, we're to preach God's word in season and out of season. Church members are to be salt, seasoning salt. What's salt for? Makes things better. And shining light to help people see the better way in their lives through the teachings of God's word and the guidance therein to their forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ and eternal life in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. We're to glorify God through the way we live our lives according to his teachings. We are to be like living letters, as Paul put it, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, that people can read by the way we live our lives, understanding that we're living 
by God's word, by his teachings. And we're supposed to be that seasoning and changing influence for better. Luke chapter 13, verse 21, to help change culture, to help change people's minds toward godliness. American historian historian Will Durant wrote, no one has yet reconciled Christianity with government. Some governments are more righteous than others, but no government or political party always aligns itself with biblical teaching. Therefore, every church, every Christian, must at times decide whether it wants to be politically correct or biblically correct. Since the church is supposed to be the pillar and the ground of the truth, 1 Timothy 3 and verse 15, it must always choose to be biblically correct because that's the higher standard. Peter and John faced the dilemma of choosing biblical correctness or political correctness after they had been arrested for teaching God's word, for teaching about Jesus Christ being the Savior, having risen from the dead. They were commanded. They were charged with what they had done as being basically blasphemous, even though they were teaching the truth. Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 29 reads, and this was the Jewish authorities on that day, did we not straightly command you that you should not teach in this name that is the name of Christ? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now, which did Peter and John choose to follow? Did they choose to follow the politically correct position of the day? They had been commanded by the Jewish authorities to stop teaching these things in the name of Jesus. What did they choose? Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Acts chapter 5, verses 27 through 29. It is impossible to remain politically correct when political correctness contradicts what the Bible teaches, biblical correctness. It's impossible then to remain politically correct and preach all of the gospel at the same time when the two contradict each other on an ongoing basis. The marching orders of the church are the same in every nation, including our time today. Every generation go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he who does not believe shall be condemned. Mark 16, 15 and 16. And again, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 2. We cannot preach the existence of the Almighty God and remain politically correct when political correctness at so many turns contradicts God's word, biblical correctness. In some cases may just try to deny God altogether. Imagine if we affirmed David's statement on national television. David said, The fool hath said in his heart, 
there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Psalm 14 and verse 1. Can you imagine if we were to teach that openly, broadly, straightforwardly, through public media all across the nation, unashamedly? My, my. Talk about being charged as being politically incorrect. What happens to people who stand up for God, for the Bible? No, they're castigated by the politically correct movement. Now, again, the cancel culture movement, which is another branch of political correctness, they try to destroy their, their, their position, try to destroy their career, try to make sure they're not heard from again on the public, on the public, uh, through the public media. We cannot preach, uh, preach the creation of the world. Why? Because this offends the evolutionists. It's not politically correct. They are put off even by the mention of Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We cannot preach a sermon on Jesus. Why? Because he is a stone of stumbling. <laughs> that was prophesied. And it's still seen that way. To believe in Jesus, to believe all of the truth of what he taught, who he is, the Savior, and that only through him we can come to God and have eternal life in heaven, well, that's a stone of stumbling for the politically correct movement. They think they, can, they should be able to believe whatever they want to believe. And so they're offended by that teaching, 1 Peter 2 and verse 8. We need to recognize the truth because, once again, the truth is the truth whether anybody believes it or not. It does not change from being the truth. We'll conclude our study next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to stand firm on your truth and help us while being patient while being kind, while being loving, to not compromise your truth, to help people see error when they're believing and following and living by error. Help us to help, us to help them see the truth, the better way of your word and the dangers and ultimate destruction of political correctness when it contradicts your truth. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.